0: Welcome to another brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T, and of course, we're talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up. Every Wednesday night at 8 30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time that's the video version on YouTube which you can find at youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds scary movie again that's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds scary movie and of course the audio version goes up 30 minutes earlier on your favorite podcasting platforms all you got to do is search T watches a scary movie or TWASM, and you can find it on your favorite platforms to check out folks so What am I talking about tonight? Well, tonight I am going to be reviewing a uh, a Christmas thriller here, because guess what, folks? It is December 7th. It is the first episode of our uh, Christmas season, and I decided I really, really want to go ahead and actually talk a little bit more about some Christmas classics, or uh, maybe not even Christmas classics, but some Christmas horror films that... Um, I have not had a chance to watch or review as of yet, cause y'all know I've talked about a lot of ones that I really like, talked about Krumpus, Silent Night, Deadly Night, talked about Better Watch Out, Uh, we talked about a lot of them, and I wanted to actually talk about some that I have not had a chance to actually review with all of you, so we're gonna jump into that this month, and tonight, I am talking a, uh, apparently, apparently it's a remake of the 1984 classic Silent Night, Deadly Night. We are talking 2012's Silent Night. Yes, that is what we are going into tonight here, folks. We're going to get into that. Uh, But first, little news for you. It was just revealed that season two of the Showtime hit Yellow Jackets is going to be premiering March 24th, 2022. Three. So, folks, just a little bit over a three month wait for the next season of Yellow Jackets the Head. I'm stoked for it. Um, this series came absolutely out of nowhere made by Ashley Lyle and Bart Nichols, uh, Nickerson, who did Narcos, uh, starring Laura uh excuse me, star, starring Christina Ricci and um, Melanie Linsky and Tony uh, Tawny Cypress and Juliette Lewis, amongst others. Absolutely phenomenal tale about a uh, group of girls on a soccer team who they're playing crashes in the wilderness and they're left to survive on their own with one of their coaches. And uh us finding out about what happens to this team out in the middle of nowhere and then watching their future selves deal with a nefarious plot as they're all adults. It's very creepy. It's very moody for sure. Uh, we've been promised, I don't know if we've been promised, we've been told there's cannibalism coming. Have not seen that as of yet, but man. Man, uh, what a great first season show excited to see season 2 come back because uh, we've been seeing a lot more creepy shit bust out towards the end of season 1 and I don't want to spoil anything uh, because you know we're gonna do a rewatch of that and we're gonna cover it again as we get closer to the show itself same way we kind of did with a uh, Dexter leading up to the release of uh, Dexter, uh, Dexter New Blood which is Rest in peace, Dexter Morgan. Uh, So we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but that's super, super awesome to see that uh, the new season is announced because I think some of us thought it might take a little bit longer. Usually shows of this magnitude they're going to be a little bit later on. So I'm sure everybody could have actually been okay thinking it was going to be next fall, possibly even next winter. So awesome, awesome, awesome to know that uh, it's coming earlier than I'm sure some of us expected. So, So Yellow Jackets, season two, is coming up we're gonna get that there folks uh but i'm excited to talk silent night 2012. so if you've seen silent night deadly night the story for it is uh is uh terrifying it's shocking it's also somewhat hilarious as well too five-year-old billy chapman uh is visiting a nursing home where his grandfather stays and his grandfather tells billy that he needs to fear santa claus as he punishes the naughty and on the way back home a criminal dressed in a santa suit uh tries to carjack uh carjack the family kills both of billy's parents uh and billy flees and hides and basically is traumatized by all of this and decides that uh one day or when he gets older he just snaps and he's gonna become uh, just this menacing, rampaging Santa, killing anybody that's not nice, anybody that's on the naughty list. Uh, I remember having a good laugh about it, just because, you know, he dresses up in the Santa suit, he goes around, every time he kills somebody, naughty, and he (laughs) murders him. and there's some great kills in that there's uh that you know he he kills linnea quickly by impaling her on the deer antlers in the uh in her in her living room which is fantastic there's some great kills in it it's a it's a hilarious hilarious film i don't know obviously it's probably not intended to be that way but that's a lot of the way that like early 80s horror films come off is just they're uh, unintentionally hilarious it's a good watch but then i also stated that it was kind of useless, the existence of this first movie, because if you've seen Silent Night Deadly, <laughs> I have to laugh about it, if you've seen Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two, which is the story of Billy's younger brother, Ricky, it basically, like, it does the entire film, which I had never seen that happen before, that... We get a sequel that the majority of that sequel is the first movie. It's only 88 minutes long. It is not that long of a movie. And yet and still, the majority of that film is the recap of the first movie. I don't mean like an abridged version. Like They literally go in depth on most of the shit that happened in the first movie. That there is no way that the character of Ricky could have witnessed at all. So, it's hilarious. Uh, Excuse me. It's hilarious, uh, and again, I always tell everybody, "is like look like as much as I love the first movie, because the first movie is better than the second movie. Just like in concept alone, the second movie is the one that you have to watch because you basically get the majority of that first film in it, but then you also get Ricky's Ricky's fantasticness, uh, his rampage at the end of the second film, the <laughs> Garbage Day. It's so good, uh, and apparently." Appar- I say apparently, uh, this film works as a remake of the uh, of the original film, um, which I still argue, I don't, like I get that that's what they're saying it is, but like it kind of, like in the idea of there's a traumatized, uh, like there's a traumatized kid who uh, ultimately goes on a rampage to murder, you know, uh, to, to murder all these people that he feels that, have not been nice that are on the naughty list, but I do honestly feel though that with Billy and and again we're gonna get to the, get to the new one, but in the original film, Billy was very much like just like it was it was all a crime of opportunity. Like he snapped, and as he's completing his rampage, getting back to the orphanage uh, to take his revenge against Mother Superior, it's a whole matter of like if you stayed out of Billy's way, you were fine. He wasn't really hunting anybody, but if he saw somebody doing something naughty done at that point you're gonna die and silent night 2012 is not really that uh we start off here uh to where we find out that uh one of the local deputies who is sleeping with a married woman uh you know they are killed by this man in a santa suit and then uh from there we get introduced to our main character deputy bradamore played by jamie king who you might know from such things as Sin City or uh, Black Summer, which we've talked about on this show before, absolutely fantastic film. Uh, you might know her from My Bloody Valentine 3D, which we've also talked about. So Jamie King, uh, horror scream queen, absolutely fantastic. Who is joined by uh, Malcolm McDonald, uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell, who you might know from Halloween and 31 and A clock, uh, Clockwork Orange, and amongst other things, playing Sheriff Cooper, very very much uh, reminiscent of Tom Atkins. Uh, that is. One thing I will say about this is that Malcolm McDowell, especially these days, and horror films especially, you always expect it to be a bit on the hammy side, at least in my opinion. Like, you don't expect that much seriousness out of it. I guess you have to blame that a lot on Rob Zombie. For better or worse, he's done a lot of Rob Zombie films, and the characters he plays always have. Like, you can't really take them that seriously. And this film was very interesting because... Actually, Sheriff Cooper seems 100% like he's evoking Tom Atkins and a lot of those 70s and 80s classic horror films. And I like it because it actually works really, really well. Because it's interesting to see, especially at this point, uh, at, at this point in his career, uh, Malcolm McDowell playing like this very, very much confident, uh, like smart, intelligent, uh, very capable sheriff who's actually seems like he's a bit of a force to deal with. Now, I don't want to take that away from Deputy Bradamore, played by Jamie King, who is absolutely our protagonist in this film. She's trying to investigate what's going on while staying staying under the radar of her sheriff, find out who's committing these murders around the town. And she's joined by uh, Brenda, played by Ellen Wong, who you might know from uh, Scott Pilgrim Must Die, and a few other things there. Um, And the movie itself is literally this Santa going around the town, excuse me, going around this town, basically uh, committing all these murders against people who are acting naughty. But what's interesting is that the real motivation behind it though, or I guess the ultimate victim, uh, is, is, is it really, it's not really random. And in the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, all the murders were definitely random. Like I said, Billy was just trying to get back to the orphanage to complete his revenge against Mother Superior. And all these people technically got in his way and kind of set him off. Whereas in this film, It's kind of like the Santa had all these targets, uh, that he was intentionally trying to find and kill and hurt and cause all this damage to. And, uh, just like Billy does, like Santa does absolutely leave, uh, leave a lot of like people that he could have killed because they're not being naughty. And that's a good, a good, like homage to the original film. And matter of fact, there's a very direct homage to Linnea Quigley's deer antler death in it as well, too. That's pretty cool. Um, But I don't know, something I guess was missing from it. Like, and and I do understand that with the original film, it's shaded very much the way that 80s horror horror films are. You know, it's overly cheesy at that. It's not taking itself seriously. And while it's definitely a violent film, and it's definitely a bloody film for sure, uh, this film, this film for sure, takes itself a little bit more seriously. And that doesn't mean it's not enjoyable, because I did like the movie for sure, but I felt that the original film just had all this charm to it like to watching it like it was a very enjoyable watch and this felt a little bit like i was watching it is a slasher it felt like i was just watching watching a very mean slasher because uh while santa does pick out some of the victims in this who are rightfully deserving of you know his wrath at the same time not all of them are deserving of the wrath that santa plays out against them at christmas time here so you kind of look at it it's like well like yeah they deserve to be punished but that badly Santa come on uh with that being said though um there's a great turn later in the film from uh uh from Donald Logue who plays one of the Santas out there that's a little bit more rowdy than the cops would like like them to be and we get a Santa versus Santa showdown which is pretty awesome uh, but Jamie King Jamie King though Uh, I notice I'm noticing that this girl just has the ability to kind of like shift into any role in the horror movies that she's actually doing because I think back to my bloody valentine 3d which is a film I really really enjoy honestly and Her role in that is very much playing the damsel, uh, like the damsel in distress, like in a lot of horror movies. Like, she's there to kind of be, uh, not necessarily be eye candy, but she's there uh, to be saved a lot in that film and be the dutiful wife and everything. And and, in. In uh, uh, Black Summer, you know, she spends some of the first season doing that as well, too. But then her character, as she's learning more about what's going on in this world of zombies and she's out to like find her daughter and take care of her daughter, she becomes like this just tough as nails woman who's willing to do everything. Anything to protect her daughter at, at the expense, even of herself, at times, and with her companions, which they elaborate on a lot more in season two. And I feel that that's just one of the things that she's done so well in the uh, the horror films that she's done. And this is kind of a little bit in between because you can definitely see that Sheriff Bradamore is living, or excuse me, Deputy Bradamore is living in the shadow of her father, who uh, used to be the used to be the big guy in town and she's trying to live up to that image while still trying to figure out whether being a cop works for her and they set this whole uh this whole thing up to where you know she is uh like she's new to the new to the the department she just is getting over the unexpected death of her husband um and she doesn't really think that she's actually good at this job and we obviously know that she's going to be proving herself over and over again as she's investigating these murders and really trying to get a a prime suspect down for it and in the final moments of the film she really does get this uh, this chance to shine, and it's interesting because obviously this film is 10 years old at this point and you know this is not something that actually did get a sequel released to it but you could definitely imagine that this is something to where had they done a sequel to this she absolutely would be you know one of the few people who would be coming back i feel like she would still be the person carrying this franchise because it's not really about the santa and all those murders at that point i kind of feel it's more focused on her now I think one of the biggest problems this movie has is that when you do remake something or when you reboot a series, and this is not necessarily a, uh, like I say beloved, not as an insult, but to the casual, uh, casual horror fan, I don't know how many of those people have actually seen Silent Night, Deadly Night, And so when you're making recognition like that, you kind of have to really go deep because then your audience isn't the casual horror fan. It's really gonna be the fans of that original series who you're hoping to get back to watch another entry and there's been remakes to where that's really worked out you know I I scream the praises of the fright Night remake all the time another 80s campy horror film that was amazing that the remake is just as good those are two very equal films or Slimber Party Massacre again another 80 slasher that was uh campy in the style that Silent Night Deadly Night actually was because fright nights a little bit more serious but um, Summer Party Massacre was definitely a little bit more closer in tone to Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, than, uh, than the other ones there, and the remake, just as good, or reboot, like sequel, whatever you want to call it, but the one that Syfy did was so much fun to watch, and- with this Silent Night, they take a completely different shift in tone, and I don't know if it works necessarily for it. Because again, it's not bad. If you enjoy those Silent Night, Deadly Night films, then there's a little bit to like in this. But um, it is interesting that the tone change in it does take away a lot of that, uh, a lot of that enjoyment from it, and. I was talking to my friend Kaylee uh, uh, who, shout out Kaylee, went to high school together, played football together, went to middle school together too, back in California, Vandenberg. Uh, We were talking about it in the uh, Scary Movie uh, Facebook group page, and uh, she had expressed it wasn't really a big favorite of hers either, honestly, and I can see why. I think that, especially the fact that I didn't see Silent Night, Deadly Night until, you know, in the last couple of years. And immediately, I can understand the appeal of it. I can understand folks who like it. I can understand everything about it. Um, And she wasn't really a big fan of it, and I can kind of see why. I do feel that if you're a fan of the original franchise, this is something you definitely should see. It's for free on Shudder, so why wouldn't you at that? But... At the same time, I don't think you're gonna walk away feeling as uh, feeling as joyous, if that's the right word, as you might have with the original series. Now, the kills are fun. There are definitely some fun kills in this for sure. But again, the cheesiness and the way that the original movies were over the top, that is very much missing. It very much screams kind of like a 2000s, uh 2000 just gory reboot at that point, which in some cases is good. In this case, it's very, huh. So, check it out if you get a chance there. Again, it is free on Shudder through Prime is the way I watched it there. So, you definitely want to check it out. And if you get a chance to, watch the original Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Part 2. Remember, 2 is the one that you definitely want to check out, folks. But uh, we're here in Christmas. Stay tuned because we got more Christmas goodness coming for you. Hey everybody, I appreciate you checking out this video, whether it was a review, whether it was a new episode, whether it was an unboxing, an interview, or whatever else. I want to remind you, you can check out my separate reviews also on my YouTube page, and new full episodes go up every Wednesday night on YouTube at 8.30pm Mountain Standard Time, and on your favorite podcasting platforms at 8pm Mountain Standard Time. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, like, and share. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. (laughs) Come <laughs> on.